Hello tidbitters. If you are a regular listener, I know that you were expecting Gary to get things started. If this is your first visit, I usually don't kick things off. I'm here to get things straightened out for Gary. He is fairly new at this leapadcaster role and didn't get it quite right this time. He has included three of Kevin's songs and two tips that you will find very helpful as you make a difference to folks who make a difference to you. That all went well, but the intro and a couple of the transitions didn't go so well for Gary. No worry though. Others on the podcasting team have jumped in to get it tried for you. Please relax and enjoy. I think you will see what we have done for you. As Gary likes to say, do well, be well and here we go. This tune from Kevin McLeod is a lot of fun but also kind of disconcerting. The fun part is pretty obvious. The disconcerting part may not be quite so much so. As I listen to it, I'm going along and going along and having, you know, a really nice time listening to Kevin's music. And then it just stops. I mean, it doesn't slow down. It doesn't give you any hint that it's about to stop. It just stops. And I found that so disconcerting that I added a little extra to the end. So if you like the little extra, give credit to me. If you don't like it, be sure not to give credit to Kevin. Here we go.
Yo Gary. I'm jumping in here to save the day. There is a missing tip for our listeners. You should have slipped it in right here. I know no one is perfect, but you are definitely off your game. I'm not going to insert another tip, but I do at least want our listeners to know that one should have been here. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's move along. Just remember to check your work next time. This musical interlude is, of course, from Kevin MacLeod. If it doesn't get your get-up-and-go up-and-going, sort of pep you up quite a lot, I'll be quite surprised. Let's listen together. Most people have become convinced that vanity is a bad quality to have. In fact, it may actually be a cardinal vice which makes it more than bad. It's terrible. If one explores this negative pronouncement in more depth, though, it ain't necessarily so. For example, Lord Chesterfield said, to this principle of vanity, which philosophers call a mean one, and which I do not, I owe a great part of the figure which I have made in life. There you go. Chesterfield thought vanity was one of the keys to his success. It may be that vanity is little more than one of those things that is just going around. If so, even you may have a little yourself. 
As Blaise Pascal suggested, vanity is so secure in the heart of man that everyone wants to be admired, even I who write this, and you who read this. No less an icon than Mark Twain said, there are no grades of vanity, there are only grades of ability in concealing it. And there is no end to how clever people can be when concealing it. To illustrate, Louis Cronenberger suggested this strategy, nothing so soothes our vanity as a display of greater vanity in others. It makes us vain, in fact, of our modesty. So if you are uncomfortable with vanity, substitute modesty about being not so vain as some people you know. Just be sure to cleverly conceal it. François de la Roquefoucauld is another one of the folks who got it. What makes the vanity of others insupportable is that it wounds our own. Benjamin Franklin got it too. Most people dislike vanity in others, whatever share they have of it themselves. But I give it fair quarter, wherever I meet with it, being persuaded that it is often productive of good to the possessor, and to others who are within his sphere of action, and therefore, in many cases, it would not be altogether absurd if a man were to thank God for his vanity among the other comforts of life. Antonio Porquia also understood, although he did slip in, ridiculous, probably as a minor concession to the vanity police, without this ridiculous vanity that takes the form of self-display, and is part of everything and everyone, we would see nothing, and nothing would exist. Fortunately, there is a much better approach. You can simply reconceptualize. What folks refer to in you as vanity isn't vanity at all. Rather, it's merely a reflection of your positive self-perception. It's what the psychologists call a good self-image. If someone accuses you of vanity, just smile and say, I'm not a giant or a meek little lamb. I am me, that's who I am. I'm taller than a cat and shorter than a tree. I'm the very best me you'll ever see. I like to laugh, I like to smile. I like to daydream once in a while. I'm extra special but I'm still just me. I'm the very best me I know how to be. I always try to do my best. I'm good at a lot of things and getting better at the rest. Here's the truth for everyone to see. It's totally terrific being me. I could tell you more stuff about who I am. I like spaghetti and strawberry jam. Here at last is the most spectacular part. I'm extra special because I'm so smart. Hey Gary, you're supposed to put a song in here. I was expecting one of Kevin MacLeod's fine tunes. And what do I find? Nothing. So what do I do? I just jump in and fill in the space. I know our listeners are always expecting for a little transition from one thing to another thing. And if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it for you. I know I was supposed to stay away. You told everybody that you were done with these fine voices that you have developed. But I think that this is an exception. I think this is the time to jump in and do my share for our listeners. So, listeners, listen, listen well. And here we go. That I may care enough to love enough to share enough to let others become what they can be. From John O'Brien. How do you do this at home, at work, and in the context of your other important relationships? Consider the following strategies. They may or may not work for you, but they are definitely worth considering. Cooperation, emphasize a helpful, supportive approach to all of your relationships and activities with other people. Bertrand Russell said, the only thing that will redeem mankind is cooperation. You likely will want to set your sights a little less grandly than redeeming mankind, but you nonetheless get the idea. Cooperation is definitely the way to go and helping others is one of the best ways to get there. What's more, Charles Dudley promises added benefits for you if you are helpful and supportive with other people, it is one of the beautiful compensations of this life that no one can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. Now, 
that certainly sounds like the real deal, don't you think? Loyalty, emphasize accommodating to the special needs and interests of people and facilitating the resolution of problems. It's easy here to see how that benefits other people which, of course, is the point. At the same time, though, you also benefit. Jean-Jacques Rousseau said, the most absolute authority is that which penetrates into a man's innermost being and concerns itself no less with his will than with his actions. Sure, if you accommodate to other people and help them work things out, you will feel better about who you are and what you do. It's like Josiah Royce pointed out, unless you can find some sort of loyalty, you cannot find unity and peace in your active living. Caring, emphasize concern for and interest in the activities, successes, and problems of other people. Maxwell Maltz expressed it this way, take the trouble to stop and think of the other person's feelings, his viewpoints, his desires, and needs. Think more of what the other fellow wants, and how he must feel. The message is simple. Take time to care, and remember Fred A. Allen's words, it is probably not love that makes the world go around, but rather those mutually supportive alliances through which partners recognize their dependence on each other for the achievement of shared and private goals. Sharing, emphasize talking with other people, reciprocal assistance, and mutual problem solving. As you think about this, a developing theme may bubble up into your consciousness. Listen to the message from Seneca, he that does good to another does good also to himself. If you don't quite hear it yet, let Samuel Smile say it again, the duty of helping oneself in the highest sense involves the helping of one's neighbors. Respect, emphasize acceptance of other people's beliefs and values, receptivity to their thoughts and ideas, and sensitivity to their feelings and interests. This is a simple principle that Lawrence Stern stated most succinctly, respect for ourselves guides our morals, respect for others guides our manners. The underlying message was also delivered by Uthant, every human being, of whatever origin, of whatever station, deserves respect. We must each respect others even as we respect ourselves. Trust, emphasize giving other people the benefit of the doubt without blaming, accusing, or threatening. George MacDonald's observation, to be trusted is a greater compliment than to be loved, may or may not be true for you. Still, trusting others is a gift you can give to people to let them know that they are valued. At the same time, Shakti Gawain reiterates the what helps other people helps you, theme, when I'm trusting and being myself, everything in my life reflects this by falling into place easily, often miraculously. Integrity, emphasize keeping commitments to and agreements made with other people. Samuel Johnson said, there can be no friendship without confidence, and no confidence without integrity. Johnson's message is clear, no integrity no confidence no friendship. The principle is easy, but the reality needs your careful attention. Titus Levius said, men's minds are too ready to excuse guilt in themselves. It's just like J.R. Ewing from the old TV show Dallas said, once integrity goes, the rest is a piece of cake. The take-home message here comes from Socrates, be as you wish to seem. Conflict resolution, emphasize identifying, understanding, and working through conflicts and tensions people experience with you or with each other. As you give this strategy your best effort, it helps to realize that Pierre Beaumarchais was right, it is not necessary to understand things in order to argue about them. This lets you know that reason usually isn't going to resolve the conflict. If not reason, then what? Seneca found what is likely the essence of conflict resolution, there is nothing so disagreeable, that a patient mind cannot find some solace for it. A bit of solace and a lot of patience really does go a long way toward calming most heated situations. Getting everyone's attention and quoting Vernon Howard might be slightly over the top, 
we must become acquainted with our emotional household, we must see our feelings as they actually are, not as we assume they are. This breaks their hypnotic and damaging hold on us, but your keeping Howard's point in mind certainly can't hurt. Along with that, two additional grains of wisdom will add to your odds of success. First, Andre Morois said, the difficult part in an argument is not to defend one's opinion, but rather to know it. If you combine that with the words of Albert Hubbard, you may not be on the exact, right track, but you are headed in the right direction, what people need and what they want may be very different. Now you know and there you go. Let's let Kevin take us out with the song he calls Desert of Lost Souls. It sounds kind of glum, if you will, but it's actually pretty peppy. But for now, until next time, take care, be well, and stop back and see us again real soon.
Music by Kevin McLeod.